This is the Upper Class Podcast. I'm your host, Bryant, and this is episode 7 of the Upper Class Podcast. I'm so glad that you guys decided to tune in and listen today. I hope that you'll be encouraged and inspired by being a part of this meeting, this uh, podcast meeting over the airwaves. But first, I want to introduce my co-hosts. I'm joined with uh, Connor. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Okay. My name is Connor King. I'm a junior at McMinnville High School, and I'm 17. And I go to Calvary Chapel, McMinnville. Awesome. And our return co-host, we've got Katie. Katie, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, like Brian said, I'm Katie. I'm a junior at Mac High, and I've been going to Calvary for over a year now. That's great. And for the first time uh, ever joining us is Lily. Lily, why don't you let people know who you are? Hi guys, I'm Lily. Um, I attend McMinnville High School. I'm a junior and I've been attending Calvary Mac for a year. Great. For those of you who uh, don't know, uh, it's quarantine. So we're not all meeting together in the studio like we so wish we were. Uh, we're meeting over the over Zoom. And so if there's any technical glitches, please forgive us as uh, we use this less than ideal circumstance for our recording but we hope that it'll turn out pretty good. You may be wondering, why does a youth group have a podcast? Well, like we've already said, we can't meet in person anymore. All in-person ministry is shut down, but we didn't want to give up our community and our meeting together. And so the vision is that everyone will listen to this podcast and uh, then reach out to each other and talk about the questions at the end. You can do it over... Instagram, over FaceTime, texting, calling, it doesn't matter to us as long as we're keeping the community alive and we're challenging each other and growing through this season where we're having to be physically separated. We don't want to be socially separated. You can find the podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. The most important thing to remember through this season uh, is that God is really teaching the church right now. And the lesson that we're all going to take away from this season is that home is your first church. Because we can't meet together on Sunday mornings anymore, we have to take our church home with us. And our relationship with God doesn't stop when we leave church on Sunday mornings. And, and everything that we need to grow in our faith isn't just given to us through the messages on Sunday mornings or at youth group. It's important that you take your faith home with you, and, and we believe that God is making that happen through this time. Just so everyone's aware, this podcast is recorded a week in advance, and things change very quickly these days, so we have no idea what the world is going to be like by the time people listen to this. But that being said, it's time we do our best effort at giving our coronavirus update for Calvary Mac upper class. Right now, we're still on lockdown. I feel like it's coming to an end. I really do, but we uh, recently got some more news uh, that kind of contradicts that thought. Um, 
you know, we, we couldn't find the source to this. But Katie, what did you and Lily hear about last night? We just heard something that the governor of Oregon has decided to extend the quarantine for 60 more days, pushing it to around July 6th or 7th. Man, I don't know if I can handle 60 more days. I definitely cannot. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole summer gone. I know. Crazy. That's the 4th of July gone. Man, that's insane. I seriously, I just can't believe that would happen. If It's just insane. We had a leadership team just uh, like yesterday or something like that where we were talking about how it could start opening up even as early as the end of May or June that we'd start meeting together again. But, you know, it's like every day I hear different news. I hear a different outlook on it. I hear someone else finds a different news story. So I'm, I'm really hoping that this 60-day uh, increase doesn't end up happening and that, you know, people will start opening things back up. But who knows, right, guys? Yeah, it would for sure be a bummer. I was really looking forward to things being opened back up. I mean, I'm going to California soon, so the the laws and, like, the decisions are different. But still, I mean, I can't imagine staying home for that much longer it's getting really it's getting really tiresome yeah yep well we have been under lockdown now uh we're on episode seven so that's seven weeks that we've been uh shut down almost two months that's pretty crazy um so how are you guys doing and what have you been doing mostly i have been doing schoolwork um we're getting a lot from teachers which it's keeping us busy, that's for sure. <laughs> and um, other than that, I've been doing a lot of cleaning, making sure things around the house are nice for the people I live with. Yeah, that's about it, honestly. Lily, how about you? Chores and school has been keeping me really busy, um, but I've been making time for reading my Bible every day and making sure that I check in with my friends and let them know how they're doing. That's what we hope, that everyone feels like they're being reached out to and connected. So it's great that you're doing that, Lily. Connor, man, how's life been? Pretty boring, I won't lie to you. Yeah. I've been doing school, and that's about it. Man. And that doesn't even take up my whole day. So I have a lot of time to just do nothing, sleep, whatever. It's all the same. Doing nothing and sleeping all day, huh? Yeah, pretty much. For your sake, Connor, I hope that... It does not take 60 days for it to open up again. I concur. Man, that's just crazy. What have you been doing? Me? Well, yeah. I've been doing lots of projects. So I built a shed. I built a shelf. I worked on my truck a little bit. Been doing a lot of podcasting stuff. Just kind of, you know, I finished school finally. Not for good, but like for the summer. Um, nice. I've been looking at my fish a lot, actually. I, I just set up. <laughs> Two new aquariums, and I have just been loving those things. It's so relaxing. I have a goldfish aquarium with sand on the bottom, and they just constantly are picking up mouths full of sand and spitting it out, and so it's pretty fun to watch them. Uh, watching fish and building stuff and recording podcasts. I, though, am getting sick and tired of most people being uncomfortable with hanging out, and I just wish that I could be yes. friends. <laughs> Connor relates to that. It's not okay. even like my friends. It's my friends' parents don't want them to leave the house and get out and do things because they think that they're going to catch it. The interactions are so weird now. Like I could see people in the grocery stores and it's totally different. Like we're like, 
hi, and then hi, and we're like staying a thousand feet away, and we move on with our day, and it's just so, it's just weird, it's awkward, and it's not like it used to be, <clears throat> but definitely like what Connor was saying, of people not being able to go out and leave, like, it's a miracle that Lily's on the podcast right now for the first time, and that's probably why mm-hmm. it's taken this long since episode seven, you know, it's just taken time for people to get used to or just trusting that things will be okay. Yeah, I think that the more time goes on where there's, you know, people not getting sick, it's just going to make it easier and easier for stuff to start opening back up. Um, You know, I'm not saying that the shutdown was an overreaction. I think it was good that we, you know, stopped the virus from growing the way that we did, but, you know, I feel like, uh, what do they say? The curve has been flattened, flattened the curve. The curve has been flattened. Yeah. Um, but there are so many people who feel much more passionate about this than even you and me. And they have been protesting like crazy. Have you guys seen any coverage of that? Yes. I've seen so many posts and articles just about all the, the protests and, um, the people who are out protesting, you know, they're getting like. The other side of it is people staying at home and reposting about it, you know, because they don't want to go out. So really, it's like, I don't know, it's a weird kind of battle because they're not out, like, yelling at each other anymore. It's all over the phone, which is just new and kind of weird. Yeah, I've, I've been thinking about it, and I just am sick and tired of American politics and how every single issue that's slightly polarizing suddenly becomes a political issue and now people are saying oh the the libertarians they're irresponsible they're just having these protests but then you know there's the the people who are protesting are saying oh it's the socialists they just want to keep us all under house arrest and make us all dependent on the on the checks from the government you know it's just crazy to me that like why why does everything have to get back to politics? Why does everything have to be some sort of a big division just separating us further and further apart from each other? Any comments? I, I totally I totally feel that, Brian. I don't I really think that us or anybody listening to this can just love other people. Like that's just the break in the median in between. We can just be loving and kind to others. And I think that can go a long way or hopefully it'll go a long way. I mean, there's not really much we can do. I don't get it either. I've seen a lot of things from people saying that people who protest during this are stupid because that's like the surefire way to spread it. But the thing that they don't realize is that those people think that it's already gone down. Like, you're not going to spread it because, I mean, we already flattened the curve. So... I don't know. Is everyone is hating on everyone else and it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, every everyone thinks that everyone else is stupid. That is basically American politics. <laughs> I think that's it. Everyone else is an idiot. That's I think that that's definitely American politics. I I've been uh I saw a couple articles about uh some people. I think it was at the Michigan and the Missouri I could be wrong about that state capitals where they brought um, guns in and they were like blocking 
the entrance of the state capitol or something like that. Did you guys hear anything about that? I haven't heard about that one, but I've heard about other protests where people were out on the streets protesting the the stay-at-home order or whatever, and nurses were blocking the people on the streets and, like, saying, you need to go home. This isn't good. But I haven't heard about the Michigan one. Oh, yeah. I, I saw that one too, Katie, where they were, like, just dressed up in their scrubs and just standing in front of the cars and, and blocking traffic and blocking people. Yeah. Tell them to go home. I saw that too. And then uh, the one I was just referencing to is these uh, people who want it to open back up. They just went into the Capitol with guns and were just standing there. I don't know, just being intimidating, I guess, uh, to try to get the governors to open up the states again. And so it's like they're another example of just the two different sides complete extremes you know there's nurses blocking cars and then there's uh guys with guns blocking the capital you know for complete just opposite reasons you know we're definitely in a time of unrest i'll just say that for sure and i think people are fighting like a battle that's not going to be won i mean in the end we're we're just creating more media to be put out in. I think the government, people in politics are going to do whatever they want to do regardless. I mean, not trying to talk bad about anybody in politics, but I mean, really, like what we're just creating a scene and more, more publicity during all of this. I don't know. I think that the governor should give up her salary, just like all of the people who are unemployed because of quarantine and I want to see how that goes over. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That might take a little bit of convincing to get that to happen, but it'd be it'd be cool. It won't happen. I just want to see it happen. It would uh show, you know, all the politicians that are still getting paid, you know, it would they they'd be able to say, "I understand what you're going through" if they were to give up their salaries for the time that uh, they're stuck in quarantine. They're already saying it. They just don't actually mean it because they don't know what we're going through. And to top it all off, it is pouring down rain as we speak. It's overflowing the gutters, and I don't think I'm going to go outside today that much. So that's a huge bummer. <laughs> that's okay. You're not the only one not going outside. Look, listen to what Lily found. Um, I found on U.S. Today article 18 hours ago, it says Florida lawyer dresses as Grim Reaper to scare off beachgoers' protests reopening. Wow. <laughs> so somebody's dressing as the Grim Reaper, the lawyer, a lawyer, and they're going down to the beach and chasing people off the beach <laughs> in Florida. <laughs> That's awesome. I saw this thing that I think that lawyer should look into it. They got like a drone, and they somehow dressed the drone up like some sort of Grim Reaper, like, I don't know what, Dementors from Harry Potter or whatever. And then <laughs> flying it up to people and chasing them around. And yeah, that's pretty funny. He wouldn't have to be doing the risky business then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Going out. <laughs> All right. Well, my hope is that uh, America would stop being so divided eventually, if that's even a possibility, and that people would stop thinking that everyone else is an idiot and understand that it's not everyone else. It's, it's everyone. Everyone's an idiot, even you, even me. 
and we don't know the correct answer to everything. We can just do the best we can, and I, I really hope that things start opening up as soon as they can. Enough about the coronavirus. I wanted to talk about some uplifting news, and the story that we have today is on Reddit. And uh, after kind of reading into it, I, I noticed that this is actually a pretty common thing people are doing right now as they're stuck at home is making friends with crows. Do you guys know anything about like the intelligence of crows and 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 how like making friends with crows is a thing? They like shiny stuff. Yeah, they like shiny stuff and they uh they love it when you feed them. But here's the thing is that apparently crows are so smart they can recognize faces and tell one human from another human just by looking at their face. Yeah, I've heard that crows are really scary animals <laughs> um, and that they are very smart. And that's probably what makes them so scary is that they are super intelligent. Yeah. All I know about crows are from like the horror movies though. Like, <laughs> of the corn or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> a group of crows, a group of crows is called a murder. Yeah, even creepier. Yeah. Well, the thing that I saw on Reddit um, is this person knew that crows could recognize and remember people who were kind to them, and they'd remember people who were mean to them. And if you made friends with a group of crows, they'd eventually start bringing you gifts, you know, to return the favor. And so this person has been uh, feeding the crows, like directly, like feeding the crows every day and leaving shiny stuff on the railing of their apartment. And the crows were, you know, they love shiny stuff. So they were taking the shiny stuff and they were taking, you know, the food and everything. And then the person uh, looked out on their railing and a crow left them a bone to say thank you for the food. Isn't that crazy? That's weird. <laughs> pretty cool. I like that. It's the, the person said that they didn't keep the bone because it had a little bit of meat on it and they uh, didn't, you know... That was kind of gross, but I have a feeling that the crow hunted down one of their enemies, and that's what the bone came from. Oh my gosh. Now that is gonna... loyalty. <laughs> Are you going to try to befriend a crow now, Bryant? <laughs> Seems like it'd be fun, I mean, to have just a little crow army, because that's the thing is like, all these stories I've heard, people don't just make friends with like one single crow. It's like an entire group of crows. <laughs> Oh. Ryan's crow army. <laughs> you mean a murder. Ryan's murder? I saw this other one a long time ago, and it was actually a pretty famous – it was on Reddit again. You know, there's lots of crow people on Reddit, I guess. And this uh, this guy was uh, – he would give, like, gifts to crows or something like that to one murder of crows and then to a different one. He would be mean to them and throw stuff at them and stuff. Uh, like, I don't know how he could tell which crows were in which group. But eventually, it came down to where the crows that he was always abusing started, like, wanting to fight back. And he'd walk out of his office and they'd start, like, dive bombing him and stuff. But then the crows that he was taking care of always wanted to, you know, like, protect him from those crows. And then he went outside one day and there was a giant crow battle. Um, so that, that's pretty cool too. I mean, just. So that would be some really good entertainment during quarantine. <laughs> like befriend some crows and then watch a crow battle on your street <laughs> eventually. Exactly. And Connor, you said you want to do that with chickens. Yeah, that's right. I hate chickens. 
<laughs> you want to cause a giant chicken battle? Yep. Have you guys ever gone to Portland at night, just kind of walking down the streets and then seen just the thousands of crows that are up in the trees by the buildings and stuff? Right downtown? I generally try to avoid Portland. <laughs> what about you girls? Um, We've been to Portland at night, but I don't think I've ever seen crows there. Yeah, so next time you do, it's it's fun to like climb up in the top of the parking structures because the trees are like right at the same level as the top floors. And there's crows just filled in those trees. So many crows every time I go. And uh, you can like scare them off and then they fly off and there's just this giant flock of crows flying down the streets of Portland at night. But I think that that is prime territory for causing a crow battle. We just have to be able to separate the different groups and cause an all-out Portland downtown crow battle. What do you think? Next youth group event? Yeah, I'm down. That sounds fun. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that'll do it. Everyone, uh, uplifting news story. Crows are smart enough to be friends with, and they'll bring you gifts, and they'll murder your enemies and bring you their bones if you give them shiny stuff in return. Um, <laughs> so make friends with crows this, this quarantine, this summer, if we end up being locked up forever. But now, this is the time when we normally get into uh, the message, but this week I wanted to take a break and, and just kind of talk about our favorite Bible verses at the time, or, or at least Bible verses that are really impacting us and, and that God's speaking to us through. Why don't we go ahead and start with Katie? So mine is, my Bible verse is Psalms 116, 1 through 2. And it says, I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. And I actually found that verse through you, Bryant. And I just love it. Like during this quarantine, I don't know, there's just a lot of opportunity for people to be on my heart and people to be on my mind. And just praying to God that they all that they all turn to him. I just, God is faithful and God is good. And I know that he has a plan for everybody and I hope that he can use me. I know that he'll use me. And I just love that verse. It speaks to me in so many ways. Could you read the verse one more time? Um, so Psalms 116, one through two. I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy because he turned his ear to me. I will call on him as long as I live. That's so good. And the Psalms are just full of so many verses like that, that are just from the heart you know, that, that really applies to us and we can, we can pray those Psalms as well. And I really encourage you guys to, uh, pray the Psalms. Mm -hmm. Lily, what did you bring for us today? Um, I chose the verse Ezekiel 36, 26. It says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you a heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Um, that verse, I have a necklace of that verse actually. And it really speaks to me because it kind of reminds me that my past doesn't define me and all of the sins or um, troubles that I've been through, it doesn't define me and that God gives me a heart of flesh and not a heart of stone. Amen. Yeah, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. God removes our old selves, our old dirty rags and and redeems us and makes us new again. And, and that's the message that we want to spread to the world, right guys? Yes. I like that. I just think it's a really good reminder. I love it. It's so good. And I think it speaks to who we are as Christians. Like that's what, that's kind of a message that we want to spread. Like it doesn't matter our past, doesn't matter our troubles, doesn't matter our burdens. The Lord is good and he'll lift those from us. Connor, what did you bring to the table today? Uh, my verse is Romans 2, 11, And it just says, 
God has no favorites. And um, sometimes I think that's hard for me to remember because you'll see, you know, you got all these people who are all successful, Hollywood, whatever. And then other people who are living in a shack with their floor is dirt and stuff. And it's sometimes really hard to remember that we're all created in God's image. Um, so that is a really good reminder for me sometimes. Yeah, that's that's really good. I, I mean, you just brought up like a really big, deep conversation that a lot of people ask is like, why is there inequality if God is just? Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can listen to the prosperity gospel preachers and they'll be like, well, if you just believe for it, God will give it to you. But that's you can't just believe for being rich and you'll be rich. Not everyone was meant to be rich. In fact, Jesus says to give away your riches because it's harder to get into the kingdom of God when you're rich. Yep. Uh, but that's aside from the point is that you, you brought up a great point, Connor. Truly, God does not show favoritism. God loves each of us equally. God loves, uh, you know, the middle class family just as much as he loves the celebrity, you know, rich boy. And that's an important thing to keep thinking about. I just like the simplicity of it. It's short and it's just true. It's like straight to the heart and you know through God's character that that's just... It's just true. I think that it's important to understand that God created us all equal, even though it might not seem like it, but we all, it doesn't matter about fame or money. It matters about our relationship with God and creating it stronger and not, it shouldn't be about materialistic things. It should be about God and your response to him and his words. Yeah, that's so good. Got one more that I wanted to bring up um, in this this one is very important for Jesus followers to always remember. This is the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, uh, verse 18 to the end. It says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. This is Jesus speaking. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is what drives all ministry. This is what drives all outreach. This is what drives people teaching about God and about the Bible. Is Well, first of all, there's this huge statement. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So when Jesus died, this is after he rose from the grave. This is the very end of the book before he went up uh, back to up in the heavenly realm. It says, all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me, guys. When Jesus died on the cross, his victory removed the authority of Satan and sin and evil on this world. The victory that Jesus has is for all of us. All authority has been given to Jesus. He's has authority over the evil one. He has authority over all things. And so, do you know what that means? That means that in Jesus' name, we can remove demons from people. In Jesus' name, people are healed because uh, Jesus gave us this authority when he commissioned us. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. He he commissioned us with the authority that he has that's unimaginable uh, power, unimaginable authority for us. He commissioned us and he told us, go make disciples of all nations. 
So there you're talking about uh, missions are important, right, guys? All nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's outreach, going and making new disciples from people at your school who don't know Jesus, from people in your life, and then uh, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. That's what the church is for. It's for teaching people to obey God and obey his word and to live for him. We just talked about the spiritual disciplines for the last while. And that that's the reason why we teach about those things. We want people to know God and to love God and to obey God. This is a verse for us to live by. And this is a verse from which to base all ministry efforts that we ever do in our life. Do you, Have you guys... Uh, read that before i don't think so but that's good i really like what was the verse again it's a uh, matthew 28 uh verses 16 to the end i have to highlight that one <laughs> yeah definitely connor uh do you have any thoughts on the great commission i feel like i have heard that before but not like in that detail and context sure so yeah like because we have this thing that all ministry is based out of too this great commission it's not like we're just making stuff up and doing it for the fun of it either we're not just you know wanting to get more people to come to youth group because it'd be fun to have a bigger youth group we we want to spread the word of god as far as we possibly can because jesus commissioned us to do that now it's time that we get into some questions. You can find these questions on the upper class uh, Instagram, CalvaryMac underscore upper class. And go ahead and go there now so that way you can see these questions and call someone up and talk about them. Or even just text them so you don't need to do it right away. Even if you're not re uh, listening to this on Sunday night, you can still just reach out to someone and, and say, Hey, listen to this podcast and let's talk about the questions. That way we can stay connected and keep challenging each other and growing. Here they are. Have you been doing a good job of staying connected over the last seven weeks? Read Psalm 116, 1 through 2. Do you feel like you are drawing near to God during quarantine? How does Ezekiel 36, 26 impact your relationship with Jesus? Read Romans 2.11. Why do some people get so much while others get so little? Why does God put people in different positions? Why should Matthew 28.18-20 drive all outreach and ministry? Like I said, you can find these questions on the Instagram, so go ahead and head there now. Follow us if you haven't already so you can stay updated on everything that's going on. Uh, also, if you want to be a part of the text uh, reminds, then text at MacUpper, one word, 81010 to be part of our texting list. Now it is time, though, for some final thoughts and a sign-off. Uh, Connor, do you have any final thoughts? Make sure to stay connected because some people don't have much of an outlet right now. That's right. Reach out. Somebody reach out to Connor. Give him some company. Do something. He needs it. Don't do that. <laughs> hey, but if you know Connor, send him some flowers or something. Katie, final thoughts? Yeah. Um. Let's see. Just stay sane during this quarantine. Reach out to Connor <laughs> if you want to stay sane. He'll entertain you. With this Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> or reach out to me. We can text. It's cool. Or you'll get a prank call. 
from Lily and I. And yeah, just stay sane, stay involved with things, and moving on. <laughs> Keep moving on, moving on. I want to say one other thing. If you really like need someone to reach out to, like no one's reaching out to you, then you're allowed to reach out to me. But if you just think like, oh, Connor must be lonely. Don't talk to me. Go away. He probably is lonely. So everyone hit him up. <laughs> Connor, I think that was a cry for help. I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Okay. So if you are lonely, though, you can reach out to Connor or Katie, or Lily, or me, or reach out to the Upper Class Instagram and just DM us and we'll get you connected. Lily, final thoughts? Um, I just say um, stay connected in a godly way, whether that be reading your Bible or listening to sermons. It could get hard feeling, you know, um, like you have someone, but we all have Jesus and we can rely on him to keep us sane and to just keep our hearts towards him and not towards anything that could make us um you know get away from him that's wonderful thank you lily i hope that everyone who's listening to this took everything that was said to heart and uh we're right here with you you're not alone and we want to support you if you need it but make sure that you uh call someone up talk about those questions thanks for joining us we'll see you next week bye 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 dub dub